We are on Yevamos Memdalad Omed Aleph 44A3 in the article Gemara. We are beginning a new Mishnah. This, this Mishnah is sort of stepping away from the regular Yevamos topics. It will discuss a little bit about Yevamos. But the main point of this Mishnah is a dispute which we've had in the past. But a dispute between Rabbi Kiva and the Chachamim about uh, what situation creates a mamzer. What type of forbidden relationship will the product, the child, then be a mamzer? According to Rabbi Akiva, any relationship in which it is a ordinary negative commandment, a regular ordinary negative commandment, uh, and there is, uh, they, have, they have sexual relations when they're not allowed to, that, the child, if there's a child from that relationship, that child is a mamzer. A mamzer is somebody who is not allowed to marry most people from the, from the Jewish people. Uh, they are allowed to marry another mamzer. It would be permissible for them to marry another mamzer, uh, but they're not allowed to marry uh, really most, almost anybody else. Um, and so according to Rabbi Akiva, any type of ordinary negative commandment, uh, so that would include uh, a Kohen marrying a divorce, somebody who got divorced, a Kohen Gadol, the high priest is not allowed to marry uh, a widow. Uh, there are other cases as well, um, as we'll see in our Mishnah, there's a few other cases in the Mishnah. However, the Chachamim, the Chachamim argue, the majority argue, and they are of the opinion that no, it's only when it comes to uh, very severe negative commandments with a very severe punishment, with kares. And so that would essentially limit it to cases of incest on a biblical level, if it's on a biblical level, um, or adultery. It would essentially limit it to those cases. But Rabbi Kiva says it includes those cases, but it's much more than that. It would be any type of relationship which it would involve any type of uh, a prohibition on a Torah level, which would be an ordinary negative commandment. So let's see the Mishnah. The Mishnah will give other examples as well for Rabbi Akiva, and it will explain this dispute between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim. The Mishnah says, Hamachzer Rushaso. There is a prohibition, there is a Torah prohibition uh, to remarry the woman that you divorced if you married somebody else. Uh, in between, or really if she married somebody else uh, in between. So let's say she marries, she, they get divorced, she marries somebody else in between, then there's a prohibition for them to get uh, back together again. There'll be a prohibition uh, to do that. The uh, Hanose, case number two is Vahanose Chalutsaso. If a Yavam, if a brother-in-law uh, in the context of doing Yibam or Chalitza, so let's say he did Chalitza to the sister-in-law, which is practically what we do today. Uh, they do Chalitza. And then after they do Chalitza, he goes ahead and he marries her. So then that also is an ordinary negative commandment. We don't view the relationship as a brother-in-law and sister-in-law relationship, which would be a Kares. That would be a more severe, uh, with a more severe punishment because that's marrying your sister-in-law. But no, once you do chalitza, so then it re- sort of redefines the relationship, not as a brother-in-law and sister-in-law, but as the person that you did chalitza to, and now it's only a, a ordinary negative commandment. So those are two examples of an ordinary negative commandment. And then the third one is vahanose krovas chalutzaso, one who marries the relative of the person that you did chalitza with. So your, your sister-in-law, you did chalitza to your sister-in-law. Now to marry her relative is the third example we'll see in the Gemara, this case is really not so simple at all because, as we've seen in the past, to marry a relative of the chalutza is not a biblical prohibition. That is a rabbinic prohibition. It is a biblical prohibition, as we will see, uh, to marry a relative of, let's say, 
your wife after you got divorced uh, after you got divorced it would still be a biblical prohibition so you're not allowed to marry your ex-wife's mother you're not allowed to marry your ex-wife's daughter or sister if if she passes away if it's a case where the wife passes away so then you are allowed to marry only her sister that becomes permissible you're still not allowed to marry her mother or her daughter but it would be permissible to marry her sister uh, but when it comes to an ex-wife so then assuming that she's still alive it applies to all relatives uh, so you wouldn't be allowed to marry on a biblical level her mother her sister her daughter uh, of the ex-wife but that's on a biblical level when it comes to the chalutza when it comes to doing chalitza uh, so that's only on a rabbinic level to, to marry a relative of the sister-in-law you did chalitza with the sister-in-law that would only be on a rabbinic level to marry any of the relatives and so it's a bit strange because Rabbi Kiva is of the opinion that even though he holds that any ordinary, regular, negative commandment, uh, if there's a violation of that, so then the child is a mom's there, but it's limited to a biblical prohibition, not to a rabbinic prohibition. So this third case, the Gemara will deal with and we'll try to figure out how is this, how is this true? How is the child a mom's there? But that's the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, Yotzei Vavlad Mamzer. They must separate because it's a, it's a Torah violation. And the child is a mamzer. That's the position of Rabbi Akiva. The Chacham argue, Chacham no, ain't Avlad mamzer. In those cases, because it is not a severe uh, negative commandment with the punishment of kares, of an early death, no, the child is not a mamzer. The Mishnah concludes, However, the Chachamim, they do agree that in a case where it is, where it is, uh, where it is kares, what would be an example of kares, where it's uh, the relative of your ex-wife. So to marry your ex-wife's uh, mother or sister or daughter, that would be a a punishment of kares, where there's an early death. And in that case, they agree, the vlad, the child, would be a mamzer. If they violate uh, that commandment, so then the child would be a mamzer. So the Gemara says as follows. The, Gemara, the opening part of the Gemara uh, asks the question that we asked on the Mishnah, that this third case of Rabbi Kiva, again, Rabbi Kiva had three different cases. The first two cases were ordinary negative commandments of uh, remarrying your wife after she married somebody else in between, of marrying your chalutza. Those are a Torah prohibition. But the third one was strange because the third one was marrying a relative of the chalutza, and that is only a rabbinic prohibition. So the Gemara asks, the server of Akiva, I know, say, Krovas Chalutzasa, Avlad Mamzer. Is it really true that Rabbi Kiva holds that the child would be a Mamzer if a person marries the relative of the Chalutza? Vamarish Lakish, didn't Rish Lakish tell us earlier, Kan Chana Rabbi, Rabbi has taught, Achos Grusha Medivri Torah, Achos Chalutza Medivri Sofrim, that a relative of an ex wife is a t- biblical prohibition, but the relative of the Chalutza is only a rabbinic prohibition, so the child should not be a Mamzer. So the Gemara answers, answer number one, is Tani Krovas Grushaso. It's true. Uh, we have to change the language of the Mishnah. The third case is not a case of the relative of a Chalutza, because that's only rabbinic. The case is a relative of an, of an ex-wife. That would be a... That's the third case of Rabbi Kiva. Now, it's still a bit different than the first two cases, because the first two cases are just ordinary negative commandments. This third case of Krovas Chalutzaso, of the relative... Uh, sorry, of Krovas Grushaso, the relative of an ex-wife, is a... Uh, is a biblical prohibition, a very severe one, of kares, uh, but still it's included, Rabbi Kiva would agree that even uh, it applies certainly to a case of of kares, where the punishment is kares. So it would also apply to this case of krovas grushaso, of the relative of of the uh, of the ex-wife. It certainly applies to those cases, and those are his three examples. The first two are examples of ordinary negative commandments, and then the third example 
is a case of a biblical prohibition, which is a more severe, with a more severe punishment. And the Gemara says we can even bring proof to the fact that this was the language of the Mishnah, that we had it incorrect. It wasn't referring to the relative of a chalutza, it was referring to the relative of a grusha. How do we know that? Hachanami mistabra, it makes sense. The Gitani Seifa, because the end of the Mishnah, at the end of the Mishnah it says, Modim benosek krovas grusha, so shavlan mamzer. The end of the Mishnah says that the Chachamim, when they argue on Rabbi Kiva, but they agree to the case of a relative of an ex-wife. But I understand if Rabbi Kiva was discussing that case. It makes sense that if Rabbi Kiva is discussing the case of the relative of an ex-wife, so the Chacham could say, I agree to one of the three cases. But if Rabbi Kiva wasn't even discussing that case, what does it mean that I agree to... What are they agreeing to? Rabbi Kiva wasn't even discussing that case. So that seems to prove the fact that the end of the Mishnah says that the Chacham agreed to the case... To that to a case of the relative of of an ex-wife, um, that that proves that Rabbi Kiva was also discussing that case. That's what it means that we agree. We agree to one of Rabbi Kiva's cases, i.e., the third case where it is the relative of an ex-wife, which has a very severe uh, punishment with it. So the Gemara says, no, maybe maybe that's not true. Maybe. The point of the Chachamim was that they weren't discussing a specific case that Rabbi Kiva was referring to. We can't prove that that's what Rabbi Kiva was referring to. Maybe the point is that they were just saying, we agree in two cases where there's where there's kares, where there's this severe uh, punishment. And those are the cases that we agree to, but they weren't referencing one of the cases of Rabbi Kiva. So the Gemara says, no, that can't be the point. That can't be the purpose of the Chachamim, because that's a Mishnah later on. There wouldn't, be, there wouldn't be a point in them mentioning this because that's a Mishnah later on. It makes sense for them to comment on one of the three cases of Rabbi Kiva. But for them just to say, we disagree when the punishment's kares, that is a Mishnah later on. We don't need that to be expressed here. Hakatani Lalakaman, we have this later on. Ezu Mamzer, the Mishnah says, who is a Mamzer? So Rabbi Kiva says, Rabbi Kiva says, any Torah prohibition, uh, with a re- even if it's a ne- regular, ordinary negative commandment, that will produce a Mamzer. Rabbi Shimon Antimni says, no, that it has to be karis. It has to be that if it's associated with karis, the punishment's karis, an early death uh, by by Hashem, not not done by the uh, by the court, but done by Hashem. And we follow him. That's We follow his ruling. And so therefore, the point of our mission can't just be to tell me that we follow, uh, we that it, there's a mamzer even uh, only by, by karis, by the punishment being kares, because that's mentioned later on. That's in a Mishnah later on. So the Gemara says, Maybe the point of the Mishnah is to tell us that the anonymous Mishnah, our Mishnah, which says Chachamim, it doesn't say who it is, we follow Rabbi Shimon Atimni. Maybe the point of this is to say that the Chachamim follow the position of Rabbi Shimon Atimni. So the Gemara says, no, that can't be the purpose of the last line to say that they agree to Rabbi Shimon Atimni. Because in Cain, listen, so the Gemara concludes and says, no, it can't be that, it can't be the purpose. Because then why mention only this case? They mention the one case of the relative of the ex-wife. There are many other cases of where the punishment's karis. If it's the relative of a wife, if it's, uh, if it's uh, really anybody, it's uh, uh, you know, any, any form of incest in the Torah, uh, which is a biblical prohibition, will result in karis. Adultery will, will result in karis. Why the Chacham specifically giving the case of Krovas Grushaso of the relative of an ex-wife, it must be, concludes the Gemara, it must be because that's the case that Rabbi Kiva was referring to. Rabbi Kiva had three cases. The first two cases 
are ordinary negative commandments. The third case is the case of the relative of an ex-wife, which is uh, has a punishment of kares. And the Chacham are saying, we disagree with Rebbe Kiva on the first two cases, but we agree on the third case. That's why they specify that third case. So therefore, the conclusion of the Gemara at this point is to say that um, that when Rebbe Kiva in our Mishnah says the relative of a chalutza, it doesn't really mean the relative of a chalutza. We have to change it to be the relative of a grusha, of the ex-wife, not of a chalutza, which is a rabbinic prohibition, but really of a uh, of a grusha, not of a chalutza, but of a grusha, which is a biblical prohibition. That is all answer number one. The Gemara now says answer number two, which is a very interesting answer. This is answer number two. Dilmal olam lo ayriba. The idea that Tani Master Grushasov is the Nose Chalutasov, the Krovas Chalutasov, Tani Nami Krovas Grushasov. Really, Rabbi Kiva was referring to the relative of a Chalutza, which is a question because it's, we thought that it was a rabbinic prohibition to marry the relative of a Chalutza. But let, we'll get back to that in a second. But let's say he was referring to a relative of a Chalutza. Why did the Chachamim, in this, in, when they responded back to Rabbi Kiva, the Chachamim said that we agreed to the relative of a of a grusha of an ex-wife, that's because once Rabbi Kiva was discussing the relative of a chalutza, which is some quasi form of a divorce, they also decided to then say, but we agree in one case, even though that's not the case that Rabbi Kiva was referring to, but we agree with regards to the relative of a grusha of an ex-wife that that's a very severe uh, pro- uh, prohibition, and therefore the child would be a mamzer. And so since Rabbi Kiva is discussing the relative of a chalutza, that allows the chacham to discuss the relative of a grusha. But we have our original question. But Elakrovis Chalutzos, Rabbi Kiva, have a mamzer. In the end of the day, what comes out then, if that's, if that's really how we're reading the Mishnah, it comes out that the relative of a Chalutza, according to Rabbi Kiva, is a mamzer. But I thought that was a rabbinic prohibition. Everyone agrees that if it's a rabbinic prohibition, the child is not a mamzer. So the Gemara answers something fascinating. Amar Rabbi Abba Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Hainu time into Rabbi Kiva. This is the reason for Rabbi Kiva. Really, it's a biblical prohibition. Until now, we've been assuming that it's a rabbinic prohibition. Uh, that to marry the relative of a chalutza is a rabbinic prohibition. Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that it's a biblical prohibition to marry the relative of a chalutza. The Amar Krav Beis Chalutanal. Hakasov Krao Beso. The verse says, Beis Chalutanal. They refer to it as your house. When you do chalutza, it's referring to as your house. The wife is, the, the woman, the sister in law that you're doing chalutza with, is referred to as your house. And so the Torah sort of equates it as a marriage as a divorce from a marriage. And so Rabbi Kiva says, it's, all, it's referred to as your house, as your marriage, when you do chalitza. And so therefore, on a Torah level, it's viewed as a divorce. And so therefore, on a Torah level, it's really a biblical prohibition to marry the relative of, uh, of the chalitza. And so he disagrees with all the assumptions we've been making and all the positions that we've seen in the past. And Rabbi Kiva has this unique position to say that it is a biblical prohibition uh, to marry... Um, the relatives of your chalutza. Now, there's a discussion. Is this... Everyone agrees that it's a biblical prohibition according to Rabbi Akiva. Definitely there are those who argue on Rabbi Akiva, but Rabbi Akiva himself is of the position that it's a biblical prohibition. Now, there's a dispute within Rabbi Akiva uh, amongst the commentators. Is this a very severe prohibition? Would the prohibition be one of kares? Uh, similar to marrying an ex your ex-wife's mother or daughter, that would be a punishment of kares, a very severe prohibition. Or do we say that no... It's an ordinary negative commandment, but it's not viewed as a severe prohibition. It's not like the ex-wife's mother. The chalutza's mother would be uh, a biblical prohibition, but it would be an ordinary negative commandment. It wouldn't be one which has the punishment of karis. That itself is a dispute within the position of Rabbi Kiva. Uh, But that uh, concludes 
our Gemara for today, and we'll continue with the Gemara in the next recording.